If you have a child with type 1 diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type 1 diabetes. Before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type 1, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Why don't you introduce yourself and let me know why what's bringing you here and what you want to think about together. Okay. Um, my name is Julie, and I'm married and have um, three, I'm a mom of three kids, and I have uh, a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and then my youngest, um, Ethan, is has been, she, or sorry, he's going to be five in September, but he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in January of 2020, so we're three and a half years in, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then my um question today is um so lately I've noticed that he's had this attitude of defiance Mm -hmm. um where in listening to you and multiple things I don't know if it's um you know because if I know diabetes affects everything but it's just this and he's also four going on five so it could be that too but um linked with it was um we had had a couple days of highs And he, um, they were unexplained because, um, my husband and I, you know, know what's he's eating. And, um, anyway, so we went into his, I went into his room just to say, Hey, and on his bed was his low backpack, um, kind of open with everything out. And then I, um, had a conversation and asked, you know, what are you doing? Cause he had his cousins over. So maybe he was showing them what was in his bag, which is fine. Um, but then I, then I saw him eating something and, um, come to find out he, um, was brave enough to show me under his, um, hamper was two juice boxes that were, that he had drank and then like eight, we do fruit leathers. So Mm -hmm. wrappings of fruit leathers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we had to deal with that because that wasn't honest, but also wanting to get to the root of it, you know, why is he, I know you don't like to use the word sneaking, Mm -hmm. but you know, hiding that from us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also with it is this attitude of defiance, you know, maybe he's his independence, but we, I guess um, just teaching everything in moderation and that, um, and then just, I guess, self-control with food and because I don't want to develop a eating disorder or a complex and I know in diabetes like we we say like strategic eating you know and so um trying to if it is a fruit or a sugar you know type thing trying to pre-bolus or um I don't know if I'm talking too much but like in our home you know everything in moderation so we try and all three kids we try to be we do the same thing where we all have breakfast, you know, at seven, we have a snack at 10. It's not too rigid, but it's just, that's kind of what we, around what we do. And we eat it, eat lunch to eat lunch and then snack around three or four. And then we have dinner at night. 
And then veggies, you know, you go, you know, you don't even have to ask about veggies, but if you want a snack, then you, you ask if that's okay. And that's with all three of them. Mm-hmm. Just in, but then I know we got to slowly teach everything in moderation and, mm-hmm. you know, you're, yeah. you're big on let them eat cake. And so we don't want to, <laughs> and we're, we're all about that and celebrating and, you know, and so I don't, I feel like, you know, on Friday nights we have dessert and, you know, our family has pizza movie night. So we do that, but we're not going to eat candy all day. and We're not going to mm-hmm. graze all day. Like none of nobody, you know, not just Ethan, but mm-hmm. anyway, I guess it's just the, you can sum up, but yeah, just kind of help mm-hmm. with, are we being too strict or, cause then I, another quote that's in my head is like, they lie or they're hiding because you're too strict of a parent type thing, which mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, there's some truth to that, but also giving him some responsibility because everything has to be covered with insulin. So just kind of making it like, Hey buddy, if you want a snack, you know, ask or bring your phone and say, can you give me insulin? And then we've had the conversation of explaining mm-hmm. that, you know, you you need, and I think he's okay. I know there's going to be processing of it, like accepting the disease, you know, all, all that kind of thing. But then also getting in his head and helping him, you know, if, if, if he's being defiant because diabetes, I don't know. There's so many factors. So, so let's, let's, there's a <laughs> lot much. you just gave me. No, not too much, but let's slow down because I want to understand. Okay. I want to back all the way up. Because you've said this attitude of defiance a few times. And I want to understand what is that looking like overall? Is it just the T8 is low supplies or is there something else that's going on that's making you identify him as being in this phase? Yeah. Um, Well, like yesterday, um, he was playing with a street sweeper in the kitchen and kind of scraping the cabinets. And my husband asked him to please not scrape the cabinets. And then it was like, let's get out of the kitchen so we don't step on you and kind of asked these multiple times and then he the third time he said no I don't want to (laughs) um or you know like he had to get in the shower and it's going with that where he just doesn't move because he doesn't want to Mm -hmm. um so those are kind of some examples in addition to the you know hiding the low that was kind of a big thing but then it's like okay well what's what are we doing wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you're doing anything wrong it sounds like yeah it sounds like you're doing a lot right. Like you have good, um, good family relationship to food. And I think that you're talking about this food schedule because you're all on summer break. Like I want to name, um, I'm not sure when yeah. I'm going to post yeah. this. So it might be after school starts for yeah. some folks, right? Like, but you have a good schedule and a good rhythm. And it sounds like for your older kids, at least it doesn't feel to me from what you're saying that you've had issues. Right. Right. So you're wondering yes. what this is. And some of it, frankly, sounds like temperament. Mm-hmm. So um, it sounds like there's a little piece of this where he's he's got a different kind of temperament, perhaps, than your other kids. I'm taking a guess there. And also mm-hmm. that he's testing the limits. Right. Yes. He's being like, what do they mean? Like, where is it? Th- mm-hmm. where they're going to actually set the limit? What can I get away with more or less? What do I yeah. get? to do and where are they going to say this is the limit um does how do when i say that does that feel like it aligns with your understanding of who ethan is and what's happening yeah i mean i know he's a a strong-willed smart man uh-huh. you know he's fun and um but yeah i mean he doesn't he won't 
move and yeah some like it's how do you get him to do what we're asking I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so one thing and this is more general parenting than diabetes and obviously we're going to get back to this issue about the low supplies because I'm curious what he made of it like what he said when you were talking to him about it but one parenting strategy um, that you may or may not be using is always to provide choice. I think for a child like that, it is particularly important that they feel like they have some control. So when your Mm -hmm. husband says, Mm -hmm. Hey, please don't do that. He needs a choice. So you can do that here or here, or I'll take it from you. And you do need to kind of hold firm on, on the, I'll take it from you. Right. Because it seems to me that he is pushing to see where the edges are. And again, this needs to be done with the utmost compassion. Like, I'm so sorry, you have to lose the the street cleaner or whatever it was. I'm not I'm so sorry you have to lose this, but unfortunately you do, right? And you take it. So the the limit setting is with a lot of compassion. Mm -hmm. Um, like you're kind of with him, like, oh, isn't it a pity you're losing this and you made this choice that made you lose this thing. Not like I'm coming down on you because now you've broken the rule, right? Like as often as you can let him have choices, I think a child like this needs them. So I'm going to pause and see if that feels like familiar. I mean, you have three children, you have a lot of experience. So how familiar is that? And do you think that would help him? Do you, is that something you're already implementing? I, yeah, I think that would help him because I do see it as a you know, a control, like there's so many things, yeah, that are controlled in his life. Maybe he's like, I want some choice or yeah. Yeah. And also if your older kids have easier temperaments, then when you tell them what to do, they do it. Like that's what I'm hearing that you say, okay, it's time for this. And everybody goes and Mm -hmm. he's not doing the thing. So a choice is like for the shower when it's time to bathe, when he says, no, I don't want to. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, sometimes we, none of us want to do things, right? right? I mean, come on, that's real. (laughs) So then you present a choice. Like, do you want, um, sometimes another technique with children this age is a timer that they set. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Okay. so you have five minutes or six minutes. Did you want to set the timer or do you want me to set the timer? Mm -hmm. Right, lots of empathy. Like I know it, sometimes none of us want to take a shower it's a bummer when yeah. you have to, what timer did you want to set for this? Right. So you're giving him, you're providing him a choice, even though really he doesn't have a choice about whether or not he gets clean. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we have this as a backdrop. Ethan mm-hmm. is a strong willed, smart little man. I love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and it's a different, it sounds like, it, am I getting it right? That it's a different parenting experience than your older kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, as you know, I think they're all, different mm-hmm. and so yeah this is where it's like well how do we get him to listen mm-hmm. so yes mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers one of the hardest things about diabetes is the food your kid has to eat but there's so many foods that send them high or are tricky to dose for and at the same time you don't want to restrict their food choices you want them to be able to feel like every other kid. To help you navigate the many challenges of food and eating with type one, I've created the Sweet Talk Snack Course, a free mini course that gives you six bite-sized lessons to support your T1D kid in having a healthy relationship with food and eating. Sign up for it at diabetesweettalk.com. 
www.thepeacekeepers.com. So I wonder when you, when he showed you the juice boxes and the fruit leather wrappings under his hamper, so amazing that he really mm-hmm. knew that he, he was afraid. What we have to think about is yeah. what is he trying to communicate? So let's hold that yeah. question. And what happened there? Like when he showed you, what was that interaction like? And what did he say when you were exploring with him? What, why he made that choice? Yeah. Um, so I found like all like his, you know, finger checker and ketone checker and like the, that kind of stuff were on the bed. Mm-hmm. And then his cousin had said, oh, Ethan gave me one of his candies or something. And so I was like, oh, what? But then when I went in the room and he had a wrapper, I had to explore a little more. And I'm trying to think to remember exactly what he said, but he didn't want to show me at first. And I encouraged, you know, as far as being truthful and being brave to do that. When he showed you, what was your reaction? How did that interaction with him go? I tried to be very calm, but I didn't want to just let it go. You know, try unshockable Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) in that moment, you know, so that he might, he would be honest. He's kind of been lying off and on. I think that's uh, reminding him that you know, keep to keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking lies and then encouraging him that it does take courage, you know, to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't lift up. He was the one I said, have you been having, you know, have, they're all gone. Where are they? And he's mm-hmm. the one that lifted up the hamper mm-hmm. and he, he showed me and we were able to talk about it. And mm-hmm. then later my husband said, well, we really need to discipline for that him for that. And it's that fine balance of not letting it go at all but also not, but be okay, like to come to, you know, that he would tell us things. Um, And Julie, did you discipline for that? Later, yeah. What did you decide to do? What did you and your husband do? We decided to discipline because he was hiding it. Uh And and how did you discipline? How did you do that? um, We usually keep the bag below. That wasn't how we disciplined. We kept, keep it up now. Um, But I think we did, we had, we did a spanking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we so, we did a lot of talking about it and why and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's very serious. Yeah, serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that he doesn't associate having eaten his low supplies with the spanking, right? So that mm-hmm. it's very clear to him that, um, that, uh, The discipline, the thing, the place he stepped out of line is with having not told the truth. Yes. I might also think about, as this comes up, taking a different approach. And Mm -hmm. this might not um, align with your family philosophy or your sort of cultural perspective, um, which is to just do a lot of praise for him coming forward with the truth, because there is Mm -hmm. so much courage that he's having to come to, right? to tell yes. you when he, he knows, right. He knows he's doing something he quote shouldn't do. And he's having a whole lot of feelings around that. And so yeah. I would want to be really lathering him in praise for yeah. coming forward with the truth. Right. right? Um, yeah, that's good. So one thing I'm thinking is 
the question still stands then. Like, I don't think we understand fully why he did it. Was he just playing yeah. and experimenting? Did he want to show his cousins and then it was right there? Like, what was it that drew him to eating the low supplies? And it sounds like when you were musing, it sounds like you're no longer letting him have as much access to that bag. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's yeah. smart. I mean, he's four, yeah. right? His impulse control is lower, right? But I, I would want to know from him, like what, what happened? And you might not be able to figure it out. But I do think that for, because he's young and because it's, it's been a while, right? Like it's not fresh in his mind. Yeah. Um, but you could even ask and circle around and say, hey, Ethan, you know, I've still been wondering that time when you ate the low supplies and you hid the wrappers and you showed me, which was so great. What made you want to eat them? Yeah. You could ask. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, because I do think that for some kids, the low supplies themselves are appealing. So mm -hmm. one thing to do is to just make the low supplies less appealing. Yeah. Um, right. To make them glucose tabs because nobody likes glucose tabs. Yeah. The other thing is to, um, so there are a few things I'm thinking. The other thing is to permit him to eat low supplies when it's not a low, yeah. like, you know, because it might be that he was experimenting with that. Can I eat, can I drink a juice box when I'm not low? Like what are, what are the permissions that I get with diabetes? Yeah. Um, and the other thing I, I, that you sort of indicated is this thing about sharing. Like he has special access to food that most kids don't get access to in the same way. And mm -hmm. it might be that it's kind of in his mind, kind of cool and yeah. he wanted to share it. Right. And then in sharing it, he, it was like, it was like a shared moment. So he, yeah. ate, right. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, Julie, because you're indicating, um, you're indicating that there were several days he was high. So do you think he ate those low supplies all of those days? I think it, I think it was like three days. And uh -huh. then this last day was where he shared it with his cousin. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I want to find out why I want to understand yeah. what his, like, what is he, what is he wanting by eating them? Mm -hmm. Is he hungry? I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Um, is it that he wants a treat? Maybe. Is it that the low supplies feel so forbidden and only for medicine that he's trying to normalize them a little bit? Maybe. Mm -hmm. So I think I would want to play with those things. So if yeah. he, if, if dessert is only happening on Friday night or one mm -hmm. night a week, you might want to integrate more, um, okay. like quote dessert foods at other well, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, I mean, they have, they have popsicles like every day. Uh-huh. Great. Um, and we don't do a lot of candy, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's now and then, but I, I think sometimes I, you can help me with my mind, but I could, I'm like, you know, they're asking for it all the time. And it's like, ah, when do I say yes? And when do I say no? And mm -hmm. when well, do again, I it might it? be the kind of thing yes. where, um, where they have a certain amount and they have access to it and they get to choose. That's good. Right. Well, how does it work? Yeah. So like what I'm thinking about is what I do with my kids at Halloween, which is they mm -hmm. get their big stash of candy. And I'm like, yeah, you can have as much as you want the first day. And then after that, you can have one piece a day. That's kind of what I say. I, okay. I don't, but what I'm thinking about for Ethan in particular is like, what is it that he wants? Yeah. And then he gets to have it whenever he wants it. Yeah. You know, that, that amount, like you're only, let's say, I don't know, Julie, I'm making this up a little bit, but um, like he gets 
a box of fruit leathers that aren't just for low supplies that are for snacks. And that box has X number in it. And you decide with him, this box should last you two weeks. I think Mm -hmm. for a person his size, one week is as much as he can like manage mentally. But this number of fruit leathers needs to last you for a week. If you want to eat them all in one sitting, God forbid, from a diabetes place, right? But whenever you want one, you just let me know. You get to take a fruit leather and we'll dose you for it. Yeah. Right. I'm going to keep it here in the kitchen. You have access to it whenever you want. You just need to tell me. And I would Mm -hmm. do the same thing with your other kids if they're like candy, candy, candy all the time. Sure. Yeah. Pick, you know, whatever you think is appropriate, right? Yeah. Like Halloween's easier because they're so small. Like so yeah. seven small pieces of candy or three big pieces of candy and they can have it whenever they want over the course of the week they choose, but that's all they get. They have to figure it out for themselves, right? That's so I, I don't know if that's what he is communicating he needs, but given his need for some more control. Yes. I think something like that, trying something like that might be helpful. Yeah. No, I really like that because I think you're right. I think he does need some control back instead of just, I don't know, because sometimes, you know, you feel like a nag as a mom, like I'm trying to guide and Mm -hmm. you need to do this and you need to do this. And, but yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think it's so hard at four. Um, just imagine what it's like that you can only eat these foods, this juice box and this fruit leather in these certain circumstances. Like you're not necessarily hungry for it right then, but it's with yeah. you all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. And so letting him have some control over when he can do that, that's not diabetes related and knowing that he's probably going to go high, but, yeah. but right. Because you're not going to be able to predose enough for the juice. If he comes in and it's yeah. like, now I want the juice box. You're like, okay. <laughs> Right. Um, Those are hard moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? I mean, you just say, okay, like, and you deal with the high. (laughs) I think that's up to you, right? If he, I would say at four, his impulse control is going to be low. Yeah. And so the idea of waiting uh, might be tough. And, and I, what I am feeling like right now about him is that he needs to feel like he has some control. So mm-hmm. this idea of like, sure, you can have the juice, but you have to wait 20 minutes till your insulin kicks in. I think yeah. that might be kind of hard. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's a thought. You can play with it and see how comfortable you are, how bad the highs are. And also, honestly, how long he needs it, because he might get really bored with eating fruit leather for fun. Yeah. Right? And then y- you can, right? Yeah. So it might not feel yeah. so appealing after a while. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, uh, that goes along with the candy too, which is helpful because that's, yeah, I mm-hmm. was kind of like, oh, how do you do that too? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think I would start by asking him like, what was it about the food that made him want to eat it and just explore mm-hmm. in with him, like why? Yeah. And then, and then I would think about whether some technique like this might work. And then in the future when it happens again, because it's gonna, he's four. I feel like four-year-olds developmentally do a lot of experimenting with lying, do a lot of praising for the truth when he comes forward with the truth. Yeah. 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 How's that all feel, Julie? That it's great. I like, it's a practical tool for, you know, and giving back some control, which I think you nailed it Mm because I think that's what he needs, you know, and especially he has a little bit more level than a four-year-old because us having to 
you know, be doing insulin and stuff. Yeah. He has a lot of control taken from him. Yeah. All the more. Right. All diabetic kids do to some degree, right? Like my 15 year old still has to text me all day long. She's so annoying, but she does like, we have to be in a conversation. So yeah. So where can you give him the thing that he's developmentally needing to play with? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for coming on the show and asking your question. Always let me know how it goes. I'm always curious. Yeah, I will. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type 1, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register.